DW. Philadelphia was once a green town. That's what William Penn called it when he founded the city in 1682. But through the centuries, it became a city of industry. And as the economy changed, industrial activity has dwindled. Now, after years of decline, Philadelphia is experiencing an urban resurgence. This includes lots of building to accommodate a growing population and new service sector jobs. As construction work reshapes the city, also the issues of livability and sustainability have come into focus. In 2009, the city launched Greenworks, a wide-ranging urban sustainability plan. One of its goals was to increase tree canopy to 30% across the city by 2025. Because for sustainability and livability, trees are a city's secret weapon. It really had a community quality of life lens on it in the beginning. Christine Knapp is the director of the Office of Sustainability in Philadelphia. And so tree canopy was actually one of the key parts of that platform. Quality of life issues go beyond the aesthetic appeal of trees. Urban trees also aid stormwater management, lower temperatures in the summer, and improve air quality, among other benefits. And emerging research comes to further, somewhat surprising conclusions. Neighborhoods with fewer trees had higher incidence of death from excessive heat. Knapp described a heat map of the city with temperatures up to 22 degrees Fahrenheit, or around 12 degrees Celsius, cooler in neighborhoods with trees. The Office of Violence Prevention saw that map and it laid fairly well over with literal hot spots for gun violence. And so they can start seeing how tree canopy and cooling um, actually is directly correlated with violence. Recently, the U.S. Forest Service tried to measure how an increase in urban tree canopy can prevent premature deaths. I met Michelle Kondo, one of the researchers, downtown in a tiny pocket park surrounded by tall office buildings. We knew that Philadelphia had an ambitious goal to increase this tree canopy cover to 30% in every neighborhood. We wondered what role did exposure to nature or the greenness of a residential environment play in mortality and the length of our lives. They concluded that more city trees could prevent 400 premature deaths in the city each year the majority of those in lower-income neighborhoods, which tend to have fewer trees. We do think that nature, trees, vegetation can be viewed as a public health tool. With the benefits of tapping nature as a solution being clear, the question became how to accomplish that goal. As the poorest large city in the U.S., Philadelphia doesn't have the financial resources to reach that ambitious goal with city funding alone. So twice a year for the past decade, volunteers have fanned out across the city to plant trees along streets and in parks. Thousands of trees are also given to residents to plant in their yards. It looks pretty straight here. After 10 years of these efforts, an analysis by the city showed, surprisingly, that Philadelphia's overall tree cover has actually decreased slightly. Sustainability director Christine Knapp identified two culprits. Development in Philadelphia, you know, has been booming over the last decade. Um, And so a lot of vacant lots that had trees on them have been turned into houses. Or even where there were street trees that were removed for a larger development to come in, and the developers were perhaps supposed to replace those trees and then didn't. And Knapp pointed to another environmental factor. 
we're also seeing loss of, you know, of trees. They're older and our climate is changing and trees that were planted 80 years ago, 100 years ago are not necessarily the trees that are going to survive and do well in today's climate, much less in the climate that you know we're expecting to see um, in Philadelphia with hotter temperatures and more frequent and more severe storms. At the Morris Arboretum in Philadelphia, as lawnmowers buzzed around us, arborist Robert Wells pointed out a few trees that are suited to the region's changing climate. Well, there are a number of oaks that will do well. One of the trees that recently we've been recommending are, is swamp white oak, Quercus by color. Lindens are a wonderful street tree. They attract bees and are fairly insect and disease resistant. Little leaf linden in particular is a favorite. Number of maples, red maples are uh, famous. So this is a cucumber magnolia that has this brilliant yellow flower. In addition to changing its choice of trees, Philadelphia is now emphasizing the care that all trees, new and old, should receive. Knapp's office is drafting an urban forest maintenance plan to improve trees' chances of survival. One of the big storylines from the data that we just had done was we can't plant enough to keep up with loss. So our plan has to also include a lot more focus on sort of maintaining the forestry that we have putting more funding into maintaining what we have and growing the urban forest. Tree planting programs are widespread all over the world. So what might Philadelphia's experience mean to cities around the world? Laura Roman is a researcher with the U.S. Forest Service. What we've been studying in Philadelphia is going to have a lot in common with your other post-industrial cities that are now coming into a bit of resurgence, specifically cities that are in forested biomes or forested ecoregions naturally, related but somewhat different of an issue. There's quite a lot of forest loss on like the edge of cities as they push out and like sprawl out into suburbs. Theodore Eisenman is an assistant professor of landscape architecture and regional planning at the University of Massachusetts, Amherst. He recently studied tree populations in five capital cities, Stockholm, Paris, Buenos Aires, Ottawa, and Washington, D.C. Since every city is grappling with the effects of climate change, he feels the biggest differences in the amount of tree cover are cultural. People's perceptions, what they perceive as normal or desirable, as well as the history. These cultural factors are really important in understanding in this case, you know, the density and distribution of street trees. Beyond the importance of social perception, Laura Roman says increasing tree canopy anywhere requires translating a three-pronged approach into policy. Keeping what you have, the persistence or the stability of the tree cover that you already have, trying to keep the amount of loss as small as possible, and then trying to gain additional tree cover. And that gain can come in the form of trees that you plant. It can come in the form of Imagine an existing single tree or patch of trees and their canopies are growing out because they're getting bigger. And that's the hope of all those volunteers around the world, that the trees they plant today will thrive and contribute to a leafier, more livable city tomorrow. It looks pretty straight here. Perfect. For Living Planet, I'm Kimberly Haas. DW.